Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, we are uh, we're recording this the Sunday after the NBA draft, uh, and and uh, Max is off on the road somewhere. Uh, so, uh, well, you know, I I actually I texted with him a little bit, and um, he uh, is in Chicago, and he, oh, that's he right. said he he said that on. On like you know Thursday, he was hanging out with some friends, so he you know, started hanging out and drinking early. And what he told me was that actually he he ran into some people, and they were about to. They said they had a big event that night, and he started talking to them and, and giving them some some basketball advice. Um, and and they were discussing, I guess, some trades. And the thing is, is he actually met with the Bulls front office, and um, <laughs> back then, napkin drunk, he gave them what he thought was a good idea, which is indicative of both his basketball knowledge and um, his saboteur attitude with, with, you know, as a Celtics fan, ruining the Bulls. So, so in well, some ways, I appreciate what Max did. I, I mean, I have to say that that trade for Jimmy Butler would have made... It makes more sense if we think that that Max is the one who negotiated it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so with, with Max out, um, we often default back to... to uh, Sportsing, because uh, if you've uh, heard any, if you've heard our origin story, you, you know that uh, Pierce and I know each other from doing a little sports writing back in the college days, and and there have been a lot of texts and emails and conversations in various states of inebriation over the last seven years uh, that have just been kind of bullshitting about sports, and uh, you came up with a fascinating question last week that uh that we've been pondering a lot uh you know basketball fans are are living in an existence right now where the golden state warriors and the cleveland cavaliers seem to have pretty much monopoly power on who is making it to the nba finals from the western and eastern conferences respectively uh, at least for the next few years and so, hang on, uh, breaking news from, from the intern, there is a possibility uh, that as we record this, Paul George has been traded to what? one of the teams I just mentioned. Oh. Well, is he, is he going to be able to share the floor with uh, KD and Clay, or, or is it because of, of Clay's uh, faulty dunk that, that they need to re-up? I'm sure he's not going to Golden State. All right, that, that's, um, let, let's pump the brakes on that, but there, there, are, there are rumors out there that there is a three-team trade uh, in, in place uh, involving the Nuggets. Oh. Uh, that would that would end in uh, Kevin Love going to uh, White Man Haven, Denver, Colorado, which we'll talk about more in a second, um, and Paul George and Kenneth Fareed going to Cleveland. 
uh, <clears throat> well, the so uh, let's introduce the question. Though. Yeah, we should. One of the sorry, I, I derailed. That was quite a yeah. text. Um, well, that 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 really that that will affect me tremendously because of you know we'll get into it. But so with them being the Titans and doing crazy things like <laughs> during this three year span, <laughs> Cleveland has fired their coach mid season. They yeah. also fired the GM. They're just on such a, a completely different level, um, and it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. But it makes kind of the whole season uh, – all right, what are we here for? Waiting for the end. The NBA literally lost enough money from how brief the playoffs were that the salary cap went did not go up as much. It, it increased at a decreasing rate. Uh, you know, that's some, like, physics uh, calculus stuff that I, you know – did poorly on the AP exam with, but it makes sense to me in terms like that. But so we, I think it would be more fun to, you're a Pelicans fan. I'm, I'm a Washington Wizards fan, but in a weird, really weird way. Like, you know, you're, you know, if you have children, I assume, and like the youngest one is kind of, is, is a bad kid and, and you want them to learn their lessons that they are a bad kid and realize this. And that's kind of how I approach the Wizards. Like, I want them to do well, but they need to do bad first because they need to know all the stupid stuff they've done. But so we need to pick new teams for this this regular season, this era of we're waiting for the same thing to happen every year. But it's not just picking a new team. I think the added component, it's, it's like you're buying futures in this team because you think that there's something good on the horizon. They're going to be an interesting regular season team because in many ways that's all that matters anymore. You also have to move there. And yeah. I think that is very important, especially especially for someone like you who is from a, 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 a warm, humid place. And if we threw you into, uh, you know, Toronto, I don't know how you'd feel about that, for instance. Correct. So that's a it's it's a it's an infinitely more fascinating question when when you, you know, your your move depends on it. Um, and and so you have to consider both parts of this and and i know that i uh, we've been talking about this for several days now um mm-hmm. and i've i've sort of maintained throughout that uh my stance is that the move is more important than the basketball uh unless there were some sort of extraordinary uh extraordinary basketball circumstances that would you know merit moving to say sacramento um so obviously there are a couple places that are disqualified off the bat just because of the premise so no Cleveland and no whichever bay area city the warriors happen to be playing in uh at the time that you move uh yeah. whether it's Oakland or San Francisco uh and also for us uh even though we don't actively live in these places now uh, exactly. Um, New Orleans is disqualified for me, and Washington is disqualified for you, which is a bummer because I think that you know, and, and I'm certainly biased about this, but given the move as the most important criteria in my mind, New Orleans would be a no-brainer number one for me, and. I would argue that it should basically be a no-brainer number one or top three at least for everyone. Um, so and, I imagine you feel I, differently about Washington. <laughs> I 
you know, I, I appreciate Washington more. Well, okay, this this goes many different ways. Washington is a complex city, not the least of which because uh, every two years there's some degree of upheaval, and it has nothing right. to do with the sports. Um, though I, I I think that, um, you know, the thing about Washington, and, and I'll say with, with any of these teams and when we're going into thinking about it, um, I, I like to think about the fact that, like, this is a team that I'm adopting for, like, the next three years or something. In the next three years, Washington could have a lot of turnover. You know, they're going to have to pay John Wall, Otto Porter, and uh, they're already paying Bradley Beal a lot of money. And mm-hmm. I don't know that they'll be able to do that. Um, and they also don't really – I mean, those are three players they drafted. But uh, their their GM is really inept at uh, at – doing the talent thing and he's really just gotten kind of lucky i mean the auto porter wait, draft wait, was sorry who is who is that general manager uh, um he is he's called terrible mcterribleson um but on his birth certificate i think it's ernie grunfeld that's um, correct uh yeah he's just he's he's <laughs> bad at his job and and this is the thing that like ted ted leonsis does because he had george mcphee forever who is the now the vegas golden knights uh nhl team he's he's their gm he's he's trash and he was kept around for maybe five years too long so this is typical for that but um i think in uh, a reason i would actually unfortunately uh say i'm not i don't know if i can get behind new orleans it's a it would be a great place to live but after this next season, if Bookie Cousins leaves and doesn't resign there, which I feel like it's that's pretty likely to happen, um, maybe then yeah. then it's just Anthony Davis and like nothing, like spare change, and uh, I don't think that it's probably not going to be as fun to go into the Smoothie King Center and watch them. I'd rather just kind of the whole Miami thing. It's like I can watch this okay basketball team with like a piece that's sort of interesting. Or I can go walk, what, six blocks, and I'm in the middle of a very vibrant, cool area. I mean, it's less than six blocks, but Bourbon Street, I feel like, is six blocks away or something. Sure. Um, it's it's a little farther than that. But, I mean, I mean, I think I would make a slight counter-argument that, you know, that once the AD and Boogie era eventually ends, as, as all, all of us self-hating Pelicans fans know it eventually must... Um, the utility of uh, the I don't want to I don't want to break it down to as cold and and sort of numerical a term as utility, but the the enjoyment of living in New Orleans, even after the team is no longer e- even average, um, I, I could well still outweigh worse towns with better basketball situations. Like, would you rather? Would you rather? A, the AD and, and scrap heap Pelicans in New Orleans over, uh, you know, a, a like a perennial eight seed Memphis team. Well, <clears throat> in some ways, I I've been to Memphis a few times and it's fine. I think it's an underrated city. That still doesn't mean it's somewhere I, I'd, I'd really ever want right. to live. Um, also, the style of that team. I mean, they don't they don't draft like cool stars uh mm-hmm. they they had a 
I forget who they drafted the other night, but it was like one of those. It was like, oh, that's that's kind of a nifty draft pick. But it was later. I mean, they're because they're right in the middle. They're always picking. You know, they have to pick someone like Justin Jackson. They didn't even have that opportunity this year. But, right. Um, it's they're not. It's never going to be like a flash team, even though they have Mike Connolly, who is an excellent player. But I think his game yeah. is kind of under underrated. Uh, though he gets paid, you know, handsomely, he, it's underrated because he's not. He's not Chris Paul, um, but he's close to it. Uh, but he's playing in Memphis for an eight C team that doesn't have like, oh, what are they going to do with this star? They just they just don't have that. They're they're very solid though. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually I actually think we could, should start with you came out very strong when we first discussed this, and it's important to think about this in you know futures terms. Like this is a team that I think is going to be fun for the next few years, right? enjoyable to watch and then also this is a place i want to live you came out hot out of the gate with you know there are only two options yeah yeah so i i immediately shot from the hip and so i I, we we floated this concept before the draft which was last thursday um i it's probably been in our world for about a week now and i i put together a, a ranking um i guess right before the draft started um, but I, I shot from the hip and said immediately, uh, there are two answers, and it's Los Angeles and Philly. Um, yeah. For the combination of the basketball and the move, I, I thought those couldn't be beat. L.A., you have – not only do you have multiple teams already and California weather, but um, – you know, the Lakers are on the rise. They drafted Lonzo Ball. Uh, we think he's probably going to be pretty good. Um, they have some other, you know, they, they made a couple different picks. They, uh, I like Josh Hart. Um, the, they drafted this guy, Thomas Bryant, uh, from Indiana in the second round, who's like a center who can shoot, and that's probably a good piece. And, oh, what's that? There's a possibility that within the next two years they wind up with one or both of LeBron James and Paul George on the team. Sign me the fuck up. Like, I'm there. Uh, And then when you think of Philly, um, anything north of where we are now uh, is a little tough for me. I'm I'm very warm-blooded. I kind of hate the winner. Uh, But that's one of those extenuating basketball circumstances that I think is so good that it's hard to ignore. Uh, Markel Fultz, uh, Ben Simmons, the god Joel Embiid. Uh, and my added bonus for Philly is the the proximity to both D.C. and New York, uh, two places that uh, I don't necessarily want to live, but I like to visit, certainly. Um, so... so you know, it, it, I came out very hot, but it was it was a considered shot from the hip. Um, the, uh, you know, there there was reasoning and thought behind it. Um, I, and, it and it wasn't until after we had started talking about it more that I kind of stepped back and, and started to evaluate. Uh, you know, first what would disqualify a place for me, um, and then once I had. Uh, whittled whittled down a little more, you know, trying to actually then think about what are the positive factors for the remaining cities and, and ranking them. Um, 
I wound up with the exact same results. Uh, I went LA one, Philly two. Um, so like some some things, for example, that that disqualified places for me. Um, I immediately disqualified all but one team uh, playing in either Texas or Florida. I think that's pretty well self-explanatory. Um, Miami, I, I left around, I left on my list because it seems like a cool place to move, and, and it's one of those places that I think I would, I'd put up with a middling to bad basketball situation to live there. Um, weather, I mean, weather was a big one for me. Um, going in both directions, uh, I don't. I don't really want to live in in Boston, um, but I also don't want to live in a place that you've talked about a little bit, uh, which is Phoenix. And I'll 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 see the. You floor. don't want to be a. You don't want to be a Phoenician. I mean, that would be. There's nowhere else where you get an X at the end and, and a, a I weird. Hate, I hate you. I hate you for this. Um, I'll, I'll let you defend Phoenix a little bit, but um, I'll just say that you know I'm used to I'm used to heat and humidity, but I don't want to go. I don't really want to go anywhere where it's feasible for me to fry an egg uh, on a manhole cover. You can do that in DC in the summer. I I like I'm. I don't. I, I really don't think you can. I think it feels like you can because it's humid as hell. I, I really – it's to, not 120 degrees outside. So I, I, I went – I've been to Palm Desert, Palm Springs area in okay. July before. So I'm aware of how this heat works. Here's the thing about when it's hot. And I live somewhere where it gets hot for – you know, it's it was hot today. I went outside anyways. Now, it sure. was, you know, in the mid-80s. But I went outside and, and, and shot the basketball for a little while for a couple hours. Good for you. Um, the, well, the thing is about places that are hot is you go inside, and that's just assumed. And so, like, cities that are hot and be like, oh, you know, it's too hot. The heat, yeah, it can be cer- – there are certain aspects that are treacherous, but it's not – you can still go outside and, you know, drive your car and and get to a, a place that is indoors or whatever. And then that's for a couple months in the year, and the rest of it, it's, you know, kind of – it's kind of beautiful. It's It's got cool nights and everything. Now, I'm not saying that – But where that's not a, a requirement – you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, well, that's that's. I like that's, walking around. Yeah, that's that's fine. But I mean, I think the thing is, is unlike say, you know, Miami and, uh, well, okay, I want to I want to frame this. So what I want to say is, Phoenix, there are spots on their roster. The talent is there, and it's Devin Booker is obviously fun to watch. He scored seventy points. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of bullshit, but uh, you know, he scored seventy points. Eric Bledsoe is like this this whirling dervish that makes no sense. And then speaking of other things that don't make sense, they have uh, Tyler Eulis, who is 5'9", and is, I mean, it's cool when he comes in and plays. And then Brandon Knight is sure. kind of like this star. They also drafted um, Josh Jackson, who is a dynamic player who does everything except for shoot from long range. But mm-hmm. he can do that, you know, uh, he has powerful majestic dunks and can do that, that andrew andrew wiggins thing where he spin moves into a dunk like they'll be really fun and here's something that i want to say out front and it's why i i if if you, it comes down to the la versus philly thing um i'm gonna go with philly 
we know what Philadelphia has, and are we're pretty sure we know what Philadelphia has, and we can see it coming together. With Los Angeles, you have to wait at least another year for it maybe to come together. Lonzo Ball is is will probably be a good NBA player, you know, and uh, but I don't know that Brandon Ingram is good. Julius Randle probably has to leave to do the things that we think will be great. And for me, I value like the development of their youth as as a really like valuable thing. So <clears throat> I would prefer to live in Los Angeles than Phoenix, certainly. And I've mm-hmm. never been to Los Angeles. But I think that given that I value this this youth development, Phoenix is a much more appealing roster to me than Los Angeles because I have to assume so many things for but Los Angeles. But doesn't Philly have a much more appealing roster than Phoenix? Yeah, no, it's it, what I'm saying is uh, Los Angeles would be below Phoenix, but but Philadelphia is is above Phoenix if, okay. if I'm looking at it that way. So that's that's where I quibble with your Los Angeles choice, and I think you would recognize that's, that that's you, reasonable. You assume that's reasonable, but I'm not moving somewhere for a year. Presumably, yeah. I'm moving there for. I, I mean, I would say probably at least five years. Yeah, I think this is a three to five time range, and so. I mean, uh, I, I think that, you know, it, by year three, I mean, you'll see, well, Los Angeles will sign someone. I mean, I don't think they'll do something, you know, uh, really unfortunate, like, you know, the the big free agency summer when Joe Johnson and LeBron and Dwayne Wade and uh, Chris Bosh uh, were all moving around. And there were all these rumors that uh, <clears throat> LeBron wanted to play with Carlos Boozer and mm-hmm. the Bulls ended up getting just Carlos Boozer. Right. And that's basically how it went for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm basically banking on Lonzo's going to be good, and I think there's a good chance that he can be good without ever having to be one of the, uh, even one of the two best players on the Lakers roster. That's what I'm betting on. I think Ingram is going to wind up being good. Um, he improved over the course of the season. Definitely rough going as a rookie. I still weighs like a hundred and two pounds. Um, yeah, but I mean, God, if if LeBron, you know, if LeBron shows up, I, I've made the right decision. Uh, and yeah. if LeBron doesn't show up, I can, you know, I I can be a Lonzo's passing stan. Um, and see Clippers games too. Um, although, I mean, oh. talk talk about a team where the roster might fall off the cliff, or probably in, will fall off the cliff in the next two to three by years. By the by the time no, by the time we release the next podcast, <laughs> it might have fallen off the cliff. Um, sure. I mean, their their two best players are opting out of their con have have opted out of their contracts, and who knows where they go? I don't think they can sign both of them, but I'd yeah. have to look at that. Um, so I do think we should take a moment. Um, so there are two teams in the area of the country that you know no one really stops in that are have both interesting aspects, but I don't know that I can live in either of them. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'll throw it to you first. They both start with M. One is Minneapolis, who has. Uh, now Andrew Wiggins is the the third option on that team, which which makes that's them for delightful. The best. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I think that's what's been said a lot, and I think that's that's probably right. Um, and then the other team has maybe, for my money, the most exciting. Like I want to see he's incredible now, and will only get more incredible and exciting. 
in in Milwaukee, you have uh, Giannis and Tentacumpo, uh, and and then also our personal favorite Malcolm Brogdon, and let's not forget Jabari Parker, who will come back from his second big sure. knee surgery. Uh, that's a really cool. Both of those are teams with three players that are at different points in their career and have different games and are very exciting. And part of me wants to uh, embrace one of them, but I just don't know that I want to move to... It's not even the cold. Honestly, that's that's not it, and I don't particularly like the cold. But um, I just, like, what is... I feel like Milwaukee maybe has more to offer, but Milwaukee is a city embroiled in a lot of terrible, you know... Uh, it's it's just a a city that's systemically structured to to be unequal, um, and, and and Minneapolis at least has like they have uh, you know the the brewers that that seems like a really cool thing you could go and do. Um, I yeah, I mean, you mean I Milwaukee. They, Milwaukee has the brewers. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I'm I think you've been operating in reverse. Yeah, well, it, well, I mean, I think the tw- the Twins just built a new uh, arena too, and that looks really cool. And you know, the Vikings have their new stadium. And uh, I'm sorry for the taxpayers there, but I'd be coming in after that, so I wouldn't be the one screwed so much. Um, <laughs> I, I they have if you're in it for sports, and I've heard I've heard people say, "Oh, Milwaukee is a fine city," but I think that they're saying that in in spite of what you think, it's fine. <laughs> It exceeds expectations, which I feel like is the total, like, Midwest thing. Oh, you know, Columbus, Ohio, it's charming. And I've been to Columbus a number of times. It's fine. It's it's a city. It's fine. Um, so I feel like that might be the case with Minneapolis and Milwaukee. Um, so that was a really interesting I'll pitch to you first. Um, you said that and then immediately talked for probably a minute. Um, I So I'm inclined to favor Minneapolis in this regard. Um, I, I think I'm, I maybe made some mistakes evaluating Milwaukee, but this is, this is where the move, the move thing sort of takes over. Um, I, I would call Milwaukee my tentative number nine. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for ranking it behind Toronto and New York. I mean, New York, it, it, the basketball situation in, in the city of New York is not good. Uh, while, while Phil Jackson uh, roams the bowels of Madison Square Garden and the Nets are the Nets. But, uh, you know, it's still, it's still New York. Um, and Toronto, you know, Toronto certainly has a... a fine basketball situation now although that's seems to be deteriorating pretty rapidly so if we if we were to revise these rankings mid-season um so in you know around december i would probably put milwaukee above uh i I would probably drop toronto out of my top eight and replace it with milwaukee um minneapolis uh I think I had pretty high on my list. Um, it's got, you know, it, it maybe is more history and nostalgia than anything, but it's kind of got a sneaky good uh, music scene and history. Um, obviously, you know, it's the Minnesota's, the the place that gifted us Prince. Um, but you also have, like, 
No, no, no. Prince gifted us Minnesota. I think I think Prince came first. He was in the primordial <laughs> ooze, the purple ooze, Fine. and he's like, "This, this, this will be Minnesota." Fine, but you also have um, like the replacements were uh, the replacements in, in Husker Du were were Minnesota bands, um, and. And so, so my my note on Minneapolis was Lake Philly, but with worse winter and no cool neighbors. Um, uh, honestly, I don't know that the winter is that much worse. I think they get more snow, and it's probably a little bit colder. I would East I would Coast perceive that as worse. Stupid. Yeah, that's, that's I would definitely that's fair. I'm from Louisiana. I would perceive that as worse. Uh, but so they they came in fifth on my sort of initial rankings but i did that before the draft and that was when they uh burned the city of chicago to the ground and Uh, took their draft pick (laughs) right like like daenerys sacking a city with her dragons uh there'll be a game of thrones update later um yeah so i've got them up to three yeah, no, I think that's I think that's right. And then they 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 did a cool thing you can do, which is you know we've we've got Gorgie Dang and um, you know Carl Anthony Towns. Let's just draft a really like high upside, you know, very talented center who doesn't yeah. really have to do anything because he has no pressure. And that's where this whole like the futures thing for me comes in, which is two or three years from now they'll be really really fun. And I mean, eventually. The they might become a fun playoff team because eventually uh, LeBron will, I think, lose to Father Time. And uh, I don't know. At some point, Steph, everyone on the I mean, he will have moved to Los Angeles by then, but whatever. Ah, That's fine. But (laughs) Um, everyone everyone on that team is going to want money. So maybe, you know, maybe they come out nice in the wash. Sure. One thing that I realize in this is I should visit more of the United States so that I can have an actual opinion on Minneapolis. I, I would like to do that too. I mean, I, I think from a basketball perspective, I maybe would have preferred if they drafted somebody with a little more uh, outside shooting ability. Because while while their core is exciting, there's not a lot of that. Jimmy Butler is a fine three point shooter, but that's not really exactly what his game is. Um, so I, I think that would that would be needed to push them any higher on my list. But so, so Minneapolis is up to three. It's still, um, it's still a, a decent, a decent gap away from LA and Philly. Um, probably a slightly bigger, a slightly bigger gap than it would have been, uh, if I were allowed to, uh, place new Orleans in the number three slot where I would have it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to cop that uh, New Orleans would not have been my number one, um, even if it were allowed to me. Um, because, like I said, extenuating basketball circumstances can override the move, and I would prefer to live in New Orleans over L.A. or Philly. But I would prefer, I would prefer the Fultz Embiid Simmons core and the. Lonzo plus the hope of LeBron and and Paul George combos over hypothetical boogies gone 
we're paying Drew Holiday $30 million a year, and Anthony Davis starts looking around and saying, ooh, I don't know how much I like this anymore, uh, Pelicans. Yeah, it really just, the thing about Philadelphia that is great is they have that core that you mentioned, and they also have Dario Saric, and they've got what might very well end up being a, a basically a failed number three pick who only plays offense, but that lineup is good enough that he can just kind of hide and be someone who scores, you know, 12 to 15 points a game. And it'll be like, oh, this this guy seems good. But Jalil Okafor is actually not that good. I can't wait until they trade him for a second-round pick. It's going to be awesome. Well, you know, that's that, <laughs> that really speaks highly of him because, you know, Dwight Howard was just traded for a second-round pick. And I think they Woof. threw in... Uh, maybe some sandwiches or some local art artisan bread from the Charlotte area. Uh, unclear. Um, so <clears throat> I think that there are two more teams that, that I want to touch on. All right, and let's close it out quickly, though. We've been talking about the, this for a long time. The first one is, and we kind of discussed this, if Paul Allen – wait, no, he couldn't actually buy them. If, uh, if Jeff Bezos bought <laughs> uh, the Sacramento Kings today and uh, just – put on, ordered the largest size boot from Amazon and just kicked uh, Vladi Divac to the curb. Would you put them in your top, would they go into your top, I guess four, would they be number four? Yes, they would. However, See, you you have to, not only do you have to clean organizational house, no no more Vivek, no more Vladi, you gotta move out of Sacramento. Um, if they, yeah, if they just, moved to Seattle, I would think I would be on board. I think I'd rather live in Minneapolis or Milwaukee than Sacramento, just because it's like it's maybe yeah. like the fifth best city in at, at best in in California. I feel like it's not cool. I, I I need to know what kind of chicanery went down to make it the capital city of of the state. But I mean, it might I, it, you know depending on how much leeway we give the various cities of the Bay Area to be their own separate entities, it might be the fifth best city in Northern California. Yeah, I'd have to. I mean, I, I've been to California very briefly, but, like, if you include, like, Berkeley, Palo Alto Berkeley's and cool. Berkeley and um, even San Jose, like, they have they have stuff. They essentially have a football team because, you know, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers are about as close to, uh, about as close, to, you know, I think Dulles Airport is closer to D.C. than <laughs> the, the 49ers stadium is to San Francisco. Savage. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, yes. And I th- the weird thing is, is we want them to clean house, but they also made a good draft pick and a couple ones that you know make you say, oh, you know, this is. I'd like to see if Harry Giles can can amount to anything. I'd like to see Justin Jackson be just kind of like, I don't know, the solid Rudy, player. Yeah, Rudy Gay is leaving. I mean, he's not he's not as big and imposing as is Rudy Gay, but like you know, a finished product who's a scorer and. I feel like that'll be good, and then Buddy Heald will hopefully, you know, be open in a corner and making shots. Yeah, um, that would be really cool. I would prefer it to be in Seattle, but they just built the was it the Sleep Train Arena or something? Yes. It looks really cool, um, and you know, I, you know, good for Tom Ziller. That's that's what I'll say here. It, you know, the King's Whisperer. He's mm-hmm. he's there and makes the best newsletter I've ever received. So it's a good um, one. I'm happy for him. So. I think the last team I want to talk about is the one that I really want to – I don't know why, but I've decided I, – I decided early on I didn't want to do the Los Angeles or Philadelphia thing because I felt like that was easy. I would 
I prefer Philadelphia, but I kind of wanted, you know, I've always lived on the East Coast. I need something different. And Los Angeles, I have a problem with how much you have to assume. And if we're talking about futures and like development and this, there's a certain level of uncertainty and you want to take a risk. I know Mark L. Fultz is going to be good. He's the number one pick. I know that Joel Embiid is is good and will continue to be good. He's the number three pick. And then Ben Simmons, also the number one pick. I think that maybe the more interesting aspect is Denver. This is a city that I've been to. I've enjoyed a lot. It has a lot of things that I personally, my personal utility, I enjoy a lot. Be that, you know, cool bookstores, good coffee, um, a lot of beer. And it's a beautiful place, too. And there are a lot of beautiful people and really fit people. I feel like it's a very good environment. Also, the food is good. Um it's kind of in a weird spot because it's in the mountains, but yeah. I've been to a Rockies game, so you've got that there. Tickets are cheap, and it's right in downtown. And I can also say that the Pepsi Center is right there in downtown. And they have a football team that is occasionally somewhat interesting. And I think with the basketball team, and different than Minneapolis, different than Philadelphia, um, they have, I think, a few players that are kind of like, you know, Jokic, who is now the best passing big man in, in maybe the whole league. Mm-hmm. Um, no Stole one was the point like, right out of my mouth. And no one was, no one was like, oh, this guy's totally going to be good. But here he is. And same thing kind of last year with, I think, Jamal Murray, who I think, uh, you know, you sent me something one time about comparing him and Buddy Heald. He might be good i think he exceeded expectations but i think they have a lot of that going on which is if you buy into them it's different than la where it's assuming that other people will come that are known entities it's more is this core being built properly like Danil galinari he's sometimes good and sometimes underachieving um they also have wilson chandler who has a lot of cool tattoos. I, I don't know, but and sometimes yeah. plays very good basketball. I, I I like the the risk you're taking in the youth there that I don't think you get in some of these other high draft pick powered um, instances. Yeah, so, so Denver is fourth on my list. Um, I I think that you've made some good points about the city. Uh, I I can't. I I really. More more places should take note of the fact that putting your stadiums in downtown centers is a good thing. Um, it, it sure it probably hurts your ability to, you know, build a truly massive stadium and charge, you know, build insane amounts of uh, parking that you control, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just like it's it's better when people can get to places. Uh, and come see your games. However, I think that unless you are a big man passing Stan, uh, the basketball situation is not actually as good as it maybe seems. Gary Harris hasn't really turned into much. I mean, shit, Emmanuel Moutier hasn't turned into very much. Um, he may or may not be a good player. Um, you know, and if I'm if if I'm saying I gotta pick a core of Murray and Jokic, I mean that's probably not enough to get me to choose even a pretty cool city. But that's where, and and I'm doing this with I actually forgot until I'm thinking about it now. That's where this this trade that may or not be 
may or may not be real. I don't know that I trust it to mm. be real. But if all of a sudden, if Kevin Love and Jokic were in the same front court, um, that could be super interesting. Uh, yes, that you're, would. Be, you're right. That would be a a lot of fun. But I don't need that to say that like I'm I'm picking Denver because it's I <clears throat> probably unfairly I'm not doing L.A. Or, or Philly. I'm kind of against that, but. Also, I think it's you're really taking a, a risk, and if you go to L.A. or, or, or in my case, staying in an East Coast city, I kind of know how that works. I understand that. This is this is more – it's taking a risk in this, this group of young players that are – there are a lot of question marks, and then also it's taking a risk, which is in – this is a way of life that is that is very different for me. So I think that that's, that's kind of how I approach that pick, which is this is – this is very much a risk and a difference. That's good, and 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 I I appreciate, you know, closing it out on on, on you making a pick that is is more about the move than the basketball because, that's kind of how I was approaching this from the beginning, and and I think, it it's probably right to approach it that way, period. Because you know there's more to life than basketball. Um, I would I spend I don't know I devote maybe, one percent of my of my life to uh, to that particular sport, um, so you know, keeping I guess keeping sight of what matters is probably good too. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we move on? No, I I just uh, you know I the the other thing I have to keep in mind is I'm I'm never been someone who's who's good at rooting for franchises that know how to win or anything. So if I can root for a team just just for the regular season and not have to worry about heartbreak and playoffs or or big games, this is probably good. So I also like that you know if if by picking Denver, it's there are, there aren't like expectations on them that that will be difficult and they won't break my heart, which is mm-hmm. really what I'm trying to avoid. Fair enough. I'll I guess I'll close out with a note that uh, Chicago was my quickest disqualification for being an incompetent NBA organization, and that was before they traded Jimmy Butler for nothing, and then compounded that by just selling a second round pick to the Warriors, like a great second round pick to the Warriors for cash. Um, I don't know how much time it would have taken me to disqualify them. Uh, after the draft, but it would have been very, very fast. Uh, Okay. Uh, God, we talked about that for a long time. I thought that that was probably a 25-minute conversation, but hey, here we are. Here we are 40-plus in, uh, which I think is maybe something you can apologize for in the future, Uh, but in the meantime, I think you have one on tap for this week. Is that correct? Yeah, and I mean, people should tell us in this why, especially me, why I'm wrong, because I know I, I picked kind of a bad one. But, um, you know, we're, we're talking about basketball. During one of the finals games, I, I went over to our, our, our friend of the podcast, Kevin's place, um, and I had just come from the gym. And, you know, people, people go to the gym. This is a thing. And occasionally, I will see couples at the gym together. This is fine. Um, you know, that's, that's really cool. But... On a more rare occasion, there will be couples that go to the gym and do the exact same workouts together. I don't know that I can explain this, but it just it just seems it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't get it. Like you know, 
maybe the workouts you're both doing aren't aren't the best for each of you but anyways they go and then they're on the machines for twice as long or, or using the the weight bench or whatever for twice as long what i'm apologizing for is i explained you know when i was at kevin's and there were a couple other people there i said i find it really weird when when couples go to the gym and, and work out together uh i'm not apologizing for the offense that someone took to it because they're like oh, I, I go to the gym with, with my girlfriend and I really like the workouts. I'm apologizing for backing down and saying, oh, I just think it's really inefficient oh. because you're, you're using the, you know, you're using weights differently. It was a totally fine statement and opinion for me to have to say, like, I think it is weird. But no, I felt the need to not, not go away from my point, but to make a fake side point to, like, not be so offensive to the person. Mm. I don't think the person was offended. I just needed to stick with my point, but I didn't do that. I made up. So I think in some ways that was worse. And so I apologize for making up a point that I actually didn't intend to make. As always, Pierce stays apologizing to himself first. I, I, I appreciate your consistency, if nothing else. I mean, the fact that I've got this list on my phone of many apologies now, I think that it, it benefits me. I think it does. I mean, does it really benefit you if almost all of them are apologies to yourself for various things? Um, does it? Well, you know, it's <laughs> life is a learning experience, and the the biggest person I can learn from is the person I spend the most time with. So, <laughs> oh I think God. that I think that's I think that's good. Uh, uh, we're gonna have to cut this podcast off. We've reached our pretension quotient. Uh. uh <laughs> It's, do you have uh, do you have a big idea to maybe save the day, or will it prove to be a, a you know? A, is am I the only heel on this podcast, or might there oh be another? Oh boy! One? Oh, I'm glad you said that in those words. Uh, you are not the only heel on this podcast because, uh, guys, there's a strong possibility that if you are are listening to this uh, on Monday as we have released it, uh, that tonight. LeVar Ball, really just the greatest wrestling heel in the world right now. Um, uh, well, non, non-presidential non division. Um, will be appearing on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I assume to, uh, to begin a long and succe- uh, successful program as the best heel in WWE. He would he would be incredible on the mic. Uh, I would I would love to see that. I would absolutely subscribe to the WWE Network and pay them every month uh, to be able to watch Levar Ball as a regularly appearing wrestling character. He's he's really I I had not until the draft and I actually muted it because I just I was like oh I was not prepared for this I had not seen or heard him talk live I I don't think I'd heard his voice before because I always avoid the videos and I was like this guy whoa I just could not believe it so I think it'll be pre- he even has like that the the grimace he he already has like this this right. uh, this I know uh, he does yeah just like this. Uh, bemusement on his face you know he's just puzzled like how are you even asking me this question like, yeah I, I my my progeny is is the greatest basketball ever and i will just also kill you at this being the heel i will be the greatest <laughs> heel ever um so 
I'm excited, but I also don't want LeVar Ball to, to – I don't want to support him. At, I just really don't. So he, I, I will honestly, let you tell me about of, it. He's kind of growing on me. Uh, I'm starting. I'm starting to. I'm starting to come around to the idea that like he know like he knows what he's doing. It's not. This isn't real. It's it's it. It's a character. He's just he's playing a character all the time. Oh, um, and he will be perfect for Raw then. Exactly. Uh, we should probably also close as I uh, referenced earlier with a an update on my Game of Thrones progress. Um, because we let Pierce be selfish and apologize to himself every week. I think it's probably okay for for the time being for me to uh, to to do this uh, do this myself. Um, I'm two and a half weeks in, and I am halfway through season four. I've I've been watching this show at a, at a mildly disturbing pace. Um, it, it's escalated. Uh, there there has been at least one. Uh, there's been. Hmm. It's only one. There has been a five-episode day. <laughs> um, and here uh, I was thought I went too quickly through the the Grateful Dead documentary, and you are just crushing it. Um, yeah, on, uh, um, the, it, the dragons. It's something else. It's just it's so good. I'm totally. I, I fucked up. I I should have started watching it. You know, I, I'm sure I had a chance to watch it with some with some people. Uh, when it initially started, um, and I, I missed that. Um, well, but ca- catch up so you can you can watch it with you know Max and I and Kevin. Uh, but we can't well, talk not... to Max about the television program. Well, I'm also not going to be able to do that because I don't think it's airing at you know 1 p.m. Um, so best I would be able to do would be to like you know sit there with my phone <laughs> my phone on. For the entire duration of the show, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, favorite characters are are, are developing. I'm 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 a big uh, I'm a big Arya stan. Um, she she's the best. Uh, don't don't get connected to any of the characters because I you know. just don't know. Just I know don't, yeah. that's fine. That that's that's totally fair. Um, it's like we we know how the movie Marley and Me. Ends. Oh, the, the, you son of a bitch! Why? <laughs> the dog. Why the dog would, is. Why would we end on that? Why would? Well, you you decided to bring up. One it's of the time. Most, like, you know what? It's time for a special. It's time for a special emergency second edition of Pierce's sorry, in which he apologizes for referencing the end of Marley and Me. You monster. It's. It, we we know what's going to happen. It's the inevitability. Oh. Um, Anyways, I think that's enough for this week. Yeah, we've talked for an awful <clears throat> long time. Uh, yeah, that's that's the end of the show. Uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty OK Pod uh, if you want to let us know what you think about anything we talked about today. Uh, where where your NBA city would be. Um, if you have ideas for future show topics, you can email us at it's pretty okay at gmail dot com. You can get this podcast at our website prettyokpod.com. Uh, or on iTunes or, or most other places where you get podcasts. Uh, please subscribe, uh, leave us ratings, reviews, comments, that sort of thing. We will be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Thanks for listening. Bye.